Hey, hey, skinny peeps. Welcome. You are listening to The Skinny with Jesus, and I am glad you've tuned in today. My name is Bevan Caramello. I missed our usual time together last week. Um, If you are one of my regular listeners, you know that I usually try to post a new episode every Tuesday or Wednesday uh, of the week, and there's a reason for that. Last week, I was uh, in the mission field. I was actually just returning from Honduras, and um, I'd been there for about eight days with a ministry that's very dear to my heart called Casa de Estere. Um, It's a ministry that rescues girls who have been sexually exploited. And so the usual episode of the week did not get recorded. But there is um, there's a reason that I purposely try to give you new material midweek. All right. It's so that we can be intentional about spending time with God all throughout our work week, not just pushing God to Sunday mornings or Saturday nights whenever you might attend church. Um, but hopefully you're ch- you are challenging yourself after church on Sunday to be searching the scriptures and diving deeper into what God may have revealed to you at church um, or over the weekend. And then Sometime midweek, hopefully, you get a new skinny message to give you some more food for thought and new scriptures to carry you through the rest of your week. Again, always pointing you toward your one-on-one time with God. You guys have heard me say it so many times. I am passionate about pointing others to spending time in God's Word because it's the single most life-changing step I ever took. Just by adding that one thing, reading my Bible every day, you guys, God and I began to do some pretty awesome things together. I mean, he did all the heavy lifting. I can't take all the credit for it. I can't take hardly any credit for it. I just get to run alongside him. But spending time in his word has changed everything for me. He has broken the chains of addiction in my life. He's healed countless broken relationships. I've been blessed to witness miracles and people coming to saving faith in Jesus. He's called me into into women's ministry, into service of my church and and different ministries along the way. And he's still healing uh, a deep brokenness in my own sexuality from some of my own bad choices before marriage in my teens and my 20s. But all of it started in one place, you guys, one simple step, reading his word. So all that to say, I hope this becomes a place for you to realign your life and your midweek with God's word. Currently, we are right in the middle of a series about prayer called Lord, Teach Us How to Pray. This one simple request of his disciples, um, Jesus' disciples asked him for specific instruction on prayer prayer. We we saw in Luke in our first episode in our introduction where the disciples are asking Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then his response, we moved over to the book of Matthew for a little bit more of a detailed response, similar to the one we see in Luke 2, but it's now it's now more commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer. 
If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, okay? In our last episode, Hallowed Be Your Name, we discussed how we should approach a holy God. That word hallowed, it's it means holy. We should honor Him, right? Because that's what happens when we pray. We approach a holy God. We, in all, in all of our humanness, our frailty, our sin— we come before God and ask to be heard. You guys, I try to imagine it like a homeless man who desires uh, and then is granted a conversation with the Queen of England, right? Now multiply the difference between the two of them, between that homeless man and the Queen of England. Multiply that difference by eternity, and I think we have the idea Okay, we, we approach a holy God. We bring all of our dirt to him and he grants us that privilege. And the first thing Jesus shows us in his prayer is that as we come before God, we must first acknowledge who he is. We should start our prayers with praise right? So if you've got your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. Jesus says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That was last week's verse. Now moving on to verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So today we will focus on verse 10, okay? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you guys, this isn't the only place we hear these words from Jesus. So I want us to look at another place uh, still in uh, the book of Matthew. We're going to flip over to chapter 26, and I'm going to start us off in verse 36. Okay, this is taking place right after the Last Supper, the first of what we now call communion, okay, that that the Last Supper, the first communion with uh, Jesus and his disciples. Jesus knows he's been betrayed by Judas at this point. He knows that they're about to show up, Judas, with soldiers and swords, and soon he's going to be dragged away to be crucified, okay? And so he goes to the garden to pray, Pick it up with me in verse 36 of chapter 26. It says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. That's the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. That sounds a lot like our verse, right? From chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
So your will be done. You guys hear it? Okay, let's keep going. I'm going to read verses 40 through 42. Then he returned to his disciples. We're back in chapter 26 now. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. There we see it again. May your will be done. Okay. Verses 43 and 44. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. You guys, a third time. He prays this three times, one after the other. Even though his heart is filled with sorrow and he is overwhelmed, verse 38 tells us, to the point of death. Lord, not my will but your will over and over again. Lord, not my will, but your will. Even though he knows he's about to face unimaginable suffering, he knows he's just moments away from it, right? Verse 47 says, while he was still speaking, so I mean, it happened immediately. He's still there in the garden. He's just finished praying while he's still speaking he, it says, Judas, one of the 12, arrived with him. And with him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Right now, I mean, they're about to drag him away. We see Jesus, his posture before the Lord in the hardest, most challenging moment of his life here on earth, surrendered to God's will. Surrendered. This is what he's teaching his disciples here in the Lord's Prayer back in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we saw in our last episode, and we're going to keep seeing it, you guys, and we see it again here, prayer is all about the posture of our hearts. Prayer is all about the posture of our hearts. First, we must approach God with praise, remembering who He is and all He's done. And this, in turn, should lead us to surrender. As we remember who He is and count Him as trustworthy and good, the next step is to surrender our will to His, surrender our plans to His, our time, our money, our lives to Him. We surrender all of it. But there's more, right? That's not the end of verse 10. It goes on, it says, your will be done. And then it says, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus's words here are a reminder of our separation from God, our separation from His perfection. I think, you know, since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, all the way back to Adam and Eve, we've always had free will, right? God has always given us the choice every single day to do things His way or our own way, to, 
to surrender our will to his or to choose our own will, our own way. And this reminder here from Jesus that in our prayers should acknowledge that we long for his will to be done here on earth perfectly, just like it's being done in heaven. And then at the beginning of verse 10, Jesus says, your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That part right there, your kingdom come, that prayer should stir within us a deep knowing that this world as it is right now is not our home, right? It's not our final destination. It's broken. And yes, we broke it. We as mankind, all the way back to Adam and Eve, we broke it. We live in a world that's steeped in sin, right? Steeped in pain and in sickness and disease and child abuse and neglect. In hungry, lost, hurting people. And our prayers, your kingdom come should be a crying out for God to heal this broken earth and do His work in the world today. Every day, we should be praying for God's work to be done here in this world until Christ comes again and sets up His perfect kingdom here. We should be praying for God's work to be done in this world. Your kingdom come. And then we acknowledge that he is God and we are not. By surrendering our will to him, your will be done on earth as it is is in heaven. And surrender. We surrender. Lord, we surrender. Lord, we trust you. Lord, we want to know you more so we can love you more. We want to love you more so we can trust you more. Lord, we pray your kingdom come. Lord, we cry out. We pray for your work in this world. We ask for healing that we know only you can bring. Lord, healing for our loved ones. Healing over sickness and disease. Healing in the places that hurt us most. Lord, healing in this broken world where children go hungry and so many are cold and alone. Lord, we know you are the only answer. You are our hope. You are our rock and our redeemer. Lord, not my will, but your will. Lord, will you meet us here? Lord, will you take us there? Take us to that sweet place of surrender. Thank you, Lord, for the journey. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for being here with us today. I love our time together. I am so glad that you are here, and I pray a blessed week for you and yours. Bye now.